السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم وی کمنس ان دا نیم آف اللہ المائٹی دا موسٹ گریشیس دا موسٹ مرسیفل الحمد للہ آئی ایم ریئلی تھینکفل ٹو اللہ المائٹی فار الاؤنگ می ٹو پارٹیسپیٹ ان دس بیوٹیفل ایونٹ ڈیورنگ دس منتھ آف رمضان اینڈ ان شاء اللہ آئی ول بی اسپیکنگ اے لٹل بٹ اباؤٹ پیرنٹنگ اینڈ دی امپورٹنس آف ٹیکنگ کیئر آف آور چلڈرن ایز ویل ایز پیرنٹس اینڈ broader family members you know that allah almighty has created us from adam may peace be upon him adam alayhi salam was created from soil from dust mixed with water then given shape and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said be and he was then allah almighty created eve or hawa according to the narrations from adam alayhi salam So once the two of them were created in a unique way, then Allah Almighty decided that reproduction will be in a way where you have a mother and a father and you will have children and they will reproduce by means of giving birth. And Allah kept a special connection between parents and children. It is a unique, natural connection to begin with, inspired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As much as we call things natural. Remember, nature is something that was created by Allah Almighty in the first place. So, for us, we may say something is natural. But in actual fact, for Allah, it was designed by Him. It was planned by Him. It was intended by Him. Imagine if there was no connection between parents and children, like some creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How would children survive? They need someone from the very beginning to take care of them because that's the plan of Allah. He wanted it that way. So there are people who have children with ease and others do not have children with that much of ease and some may never have children. Allah Almighty mentions this in the Quran. لِلَّهِ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ يَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ إِنَاثًا وَيَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ الذُّكُورِ أو يزوجهم ذكرانا وإناثا ويجعل من يشاء عقيما الله أكبر الله says to him belongs the heavens and the earth or the skies and the earth he creates what he wishes how he wishes he gives whomsoever he wishes female children only and he gives those whom he wishes male children only And he gives some no children. He doesn't give them children. In other words, They are barren. They don't have children. Or for whatever reason. Or he actually grants both male and female to some. That is Allah. That is Allah Almighty. He decides. So people would like to have children. MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. But it is a very big responsibility. It is a gift of Allah. Ask those who don't have children. They are praying. They are making dua. Oh Allah, bless us with children and so on. Ask those who don't have children how desperately they want to have children. Then the others who just have children, it's by the way. They don't even consider it a gift at times and they are not even bothered. It is a challenge. It's easy to say, I'd like to be a mother or a father. 
have those children and see how difficult it is to rear them. You have to change their nappies. From what? From the excretion. You have to clean them. You have to bathe them. You have to feed them. From the very beginning, it is a huge challenge. That's why the reward of parents is great. The mother more so than the father. My brothers, my sisters, why did Allah keep it such that we have to take care of these children? And if we don't, they won't even survive. Because Allah Almighty wants the link. And Allah Almighty wants there to be a connection such that when you grow older, they should take care of you. Subhanallah, subhanallah, it's amazing. And that's why the dua that is taught for us to make for our parents is, Rabbir hamhuma. Oh Allah, have mercy on them because they are the ones who brought me up when I was little. Subhanallah, subhanallah. So you always remember the favor they bestowed upon you or that Allah bestowed upon you by giving them that strength and they did it for you. Subhanallah, they did it for you. So do it for them when they're older. However, my brothers, my sisters, as you have these children, you need to bear in mind something amazing. That it is your duty to give a good name to the child. Not a name that sounds nice only, but a name that has a good meaning, reasonable, decent meaning, something that will uh, identify them as being Muslim. Something that will identify them as being uh, from a good family, from a good lineage. It has a good meaning, subhanallah. So, when they have this identity of a Muslim from the name, they automatically know where they belong from a very early age. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ tells us, مَا مِن مَوْلُودٍ إِلَّا وَيُولَدُ عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ فَأَبَوَاهُ يُهَوِّدَانِهِ أَوْ يُنَصِّرَانِهِ أَوْ يُمَجِّسَانِهِ Every child that is born is born upon nature that Allah has created them upon. فِطْرَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي فَطَرَ النَّاسَ عَلَيْهَا that nature is the nature that Allah has created them upon. What is the nature referring to here? It is the connection with the maker, the ability to identify, to distinguish at a certain point as they grow older and they realize, you know what? The, the uncontaminated mind of the child automatically inclines towards the belief that there is a deity, supreme maker who made me, that's what it is. And I owe my worship to that deity alone. That's the fitrah of Allah that he created us upon. Now, as the child grows older, the parents then contaminate the brain. With what? With their own ideas, with their way of speech, with their way of talking, with their beliefs, uh, which is very important, with whatever they wish sometimes educating them in a certain way, getting them accustomed to certain things. They learn languages from you and so on. That's the plan of Allah. When you got your phone, it was empty. You are the one who downloaded all the applications. When you got your computer, it was empty. You are the one who downloaded everything on there. That's amazing. So you look at Allah and the gift of Allah. You will realize and understand that He's given you something empty, ready to receive you need to fill it with the best. My beloved fathers out there, speak in the correct way. Be respectful, your character, your conduct. Be dutiful unto Allah. Your children will watch you even if you don't say much. And teach them because you are responsible. Allah will ask you about your children. Allah will ask you about those whom he 
bestowed upon you. You called them my children, but they were actually the worshippers of Allah, the creatures of Allah. We are all belonging to Allah Almighty. The same applies to mothers. From a very early age, watch your language. Make sure that you teach them good words, Allah, and so on, rather than immoral items, you know, immoral lyrics, immoral whatever else it may be, uh, immoral dress code, uh, distance from Allah. Those type of things are negative. We must instill in them positivity, goodness, culture. We instill in them good character, conduct, how to respect the elderly, how to serve people, community, how to understand you are one in a few billion on earth. You need to teach them that you are not, you know, you are not the only person on earth. There are so many others. Teach them how if they were to serve others, Allah will grant them goodness. Teach them the narrations of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, as they grow older. Choose good schools for them, good environment for them, good neighbors for them. You need to choose good neighbors as well for your children. Because if you haven't chosen good neighbors, how do you expect them to grow uh, without contamination when the people all around them are contaminated with the worst things? So teach them how to reach out. Teach them about saving lives, the importance of life, the importance of other people. Teach them how to solve problems. Teach them how important it is to resolve matters, not to become violent. This is the parenting that is a requirement that Allah has placed on our shoulders. My beloved fathers and mothers, take a look after your children, meaning look after them in the best possible way. Make sure that you understand and realize, teach them revelation. I mean, from an early age, we are worried more about let's educate them, let's, let's give them a, a fine education, choose the best Cambridge, Oxford colleges, whatever it may be, give them fine university. That's not wrong. But did you start with the more important thing? Because your child might never live beyond the age of 15. Who knows? So all the uh, secular stuff that you taught them, it did not yet come handy. And guess what? They already returned to Allah. You know what? You are a successful parent when you've instilled in your child the importance of a connection with their maker and the importance of the connection with the rest of the creatures of the same maker. Subhanallah. Then you're a successful parent. But if you've given them all the education secularly of the globe, but they don't have a connection with Allah and they don't respect other human beings and they don't have the character and conduct of a Muslim, that lofty morals and values. What was the point of having all these children, letting them grow like wild grass? What was the point? It's important for us to realize the duty that Allah has placed on our shoulders. Your value as a parent is only because you are fulfilling what Allah has told you. If you don't, you don't have value as a parent. In all honesty, people say, my parents will, will if by serving them, I'll be granted entry into Jannah. Yes, that is a verse of the Quran. In fact, that is a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. And the verses of the Quran have encouraged us uh, to speak to our parents with respect. But what if the parents themselves are far away from Allah asking us to do that which is wrong? They themselves have bad habits. They themselves don't bother about their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What do you want thereafter? Those type of parents we need to protect ourselves from. We will not obey them in the disobedience of Allah. لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية الخالق There is no obedience to the creation in the disobedience of the Creator Himself. Remember that. So, my brothers, my sisters, today we see lots of children out there. They lack manners. 
They don't know why they are there. They are filled with greed, selfishness. I'd like to believe somewhere, somehow we have gone wrong. We as an ummah need to go back to the drawing board and take from where the plans were drawn, the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad Look at how they built their men. They created amazing human beings. They created people who were successful businessmen, but they were Muslim before everything. First, they were Muslims. They were upright. They had brilliant character. They cared for others. Sometimes people amass wealth, but they're not charitable. What was the point of amassing all of that wealth? When Allah is in the equation, He says, "Aqimu salata wa atu zakata." Have you ever thought of that that verse? How many times it is repeated? Have you ever thought of why? You pray, that's for yourself. Atu zakah, you give what Allah gave you, give it away to others because they are creatures of Allah, whom Allah did not give as much as you. That's the connection. One is huququllah, the other is huququl ibad. Have you thought of it? Aqimu salata wa atu zakata. They two come together. You look after your relationship with Allah, look after your relationship with others, the underprivileged, the downtrodden, those who don't have as much as you do. Learn to respect them because Aqimus Salata is Allah. We respect Allah. Atus Zakata, the poor people, a different type of respect for them. Without them, we would not be able to fulfill Atus Zakah. We won't be able to give charities to the poor. So this type of teaching comes from the parents. Give your children money at a young age, if you can, a little bit of pocket money or whatever, and teach them that from that put a little aside in the little kitty or in the uh, charities box, the donation box. Put a little. If you have, for example, $5, tell them $1, put it in there. Give the poor. Allah will give you more. And after some time, give them a little bit more from what Allah has given you. This is how you instill in them the feeling for others. Help others go out, educate them in a beautiful way. Secular education is very important, but we commence with beautiful Islamic knowledge. Who is Allah? Why should we worship Him? What are the characteristics I am supposed to be having as a Muslim? What is halal? What is haram? How sacred is the life of another human being? That is important. We see people on the streets. People draw guns and want to shoot each other. People committing crime and murder. They are supposed to be children of the Muslims. How could this happen? Little kids. There is no merit in having children if you are not going to look after them. People uh, don't realize this. May Allah Almighty protect us. My brothers, my sisters. Yes, we are facing many crises. And as much as we do have a lot of hope, we need to speak about the reality on the ground as well. Subhanallah, sometimes it is so appalling to see people who are the children of Muslims. Where have they gone astray? We did not keep them close enough. We didn't communicate with them. Good communication is essential for a healthy family, a healthy community. Without communication, you will not have a healthy family unit or a healthy community. Talk to each other. Make it easy. Don't let there be a cat and mouse relationship. Let there be a beautiful loving, fatherly, motherly relationship where we can talk to each other, we can guide each other, we don't have to scream and yell, we don't have to fear speaking the truth because if we are dealt with in the correct way, we will love and enjoy speaking about our mistakes because we know we will be corrected in a beautiful way. When we correct them very harsh, they will hide their mistake from us and continue to commit the error because they will not Correct it. No one corrected it for them. You didn't get the opportunity to correct your own children.
You didn't spend enough time with them to empower them, to teach them, to give them the feeling of belonging. When you have a father in the home and a mother in the home telling the children how beautiful they are, they don't need validation from anyone else. When you have the father and the mother of the home telling the children how lovely they are, how intelligent they are, how beautiful they are, how, how much they are loved by them, they don't need validation from everyone else. The problem is we don't spend time with them. We don't tell them how much we love them, how much we care for them. We don't bother. We call everyone else when we are traveling. We don't call our own children. We don't call our family members. When the children see the beautiful relation between mother and father, it helps them, it empowers them, it gives boosts their confidence. It really does. So at least show that good relationship between mother and father to the children to empower them. Allah blessed kids with a mother and a father. So these children need to see that relationship. Yes, we do know there are orphans out there. And we do know there are people out there who have really, really uh, struggled in their infancy and, and, and beyond. We will reach out to them as community. We must take out from our wealth and uh, put them into the systems of education, Islamic as well as secular. We must do that. If we don't, the negative effect of that will come back to us to haunt us, in all honesty. When Allah says, Ana wa kafil, when Allah says in the, the beautiful lips of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the teaching is from Allah, the statement is of the Prophet. He says, Ana wa fil jannah. Myself and the one who takes care of an orphan child will be like this in paradise. Don't take that lightly. That is a serious statement. He would never say that unless it was very, very important and it's difficult it's not easy to look after an orphan child that doesn't belong to you it's not easy to look after orphans and widows and whoever else in society is downtrodden and and the underprivileged the reward is tremendous if you do not take care of them then the damage is equally severe when i say equally severe when the reward of taking care of them is so high then the sin of abandoning them will also be so extreme remember that don't abandon these children are our children they no matter which city or town they are you see them on the streets these little uh, uh, street kids as they call them or should i say uh, you know the underprivileged who don't have a home they are our children. They are the children of Adam. My forefathers, your forefathers meet up somewhere. Those are our kids. If we are not going to care for them and, and provide for them shoes and clothing and accommodation and whatever else it may be and food, I promise you, you will have robberies. You'll have people who don't have any culture. You'll have people who are unlettered, meaning they, they know nothing. Subhanallah. May Allah protect us. You have people who are a criminal at times because they had nowhere else to go they have no income they have no education they have no, they don't even work they don't know how to work no one's taught them no one's spoken to them no one's empowered them this is what we say when we say we must educate not just our children but the children of the society and community the underprivileged create funds of scholarships not only for the intelligent even for those who are not so intelligent you know one of the mistakes the the scholarship funds make they only give scholarships to those who are extremely intelligent. So the rest of them lose out. How many doctors are there out in the market that were not the most, the brightest of children, but they became later on the most successful of surgeons? Think about that. It's foolish to only provide for those who were intelligent when Allah knows 
The wealthiest from amongst us were not very bright at school in most cases, in all honesty. Had they not had the wealth, they probably would have been abandoned by society. But if you have got the wealth, subhanallah, and you know that you were not that intelligent at school, can't you provide for someone else, the children of others? Look at how we're speaking about parenting, but we want to talk about our children. That's where we got to community and society to say, please provide for them. Please look after them. Please make sure that they are taken care of. And in this way, Allah will take care of your own children. Subhanallah, subhanallah. You know, I want to end on a note. My father was once asked uh, by someone on a radio station many years ago that, you know, Allah has blessed you with children and mashallah, they are pretty successful in the deen and in the dunya and so on. Uh, how did you manage this? Give us from, you know, your page, a page from your book. He said, uh, that was Allah. I was busy taking care of the children of uh, the underprivileged and Allah took care of my children. Which is true, because my father, subhanAllah, has established institutions solely and exclusively for the underprivileged in Zimbabwe. And subhanAllah, there are thousands of young boys and girls and even older people, people older than myself, because it started before I was born. And subhanAllah, there are thousands of them who have benefited and they have benefited others and the others have benefited others. And there is Allah. Allah takes care of your children, you take care of the children of others. Are you ready? Some of us don't even take care of our own children. We're not even bothered about anything. It's just about me, my business, my pride. It's I need to do what I want. Many of us have bad habits which we need to work on. Uh, how are we going to disseminate goodness when we don't have that goodness in us? So develop yourselves. My fathers, my mothers who are out there, get some goodness. Get a link with Allah. The world is bleeding at the moment. We need a lot of solutions. Those solutions only lie in what Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam have taught us. May Allah Almighty bless every one of us. Once again, shukran for this opportunity to share a few of these beautiful words in this month of Ramadan. For your information, I'm actually seated in Al-Madinah Al-Munawwara. And subhanallah, I'm busy speaking to you uh, by the virtue of Allah, uh, thanks to the organizers, uh, and thanks to all of those who made this happen. I won't mention them by name, but subhanallah, uh, really a dua goes out to them and to all of you who have benefited from this. May Allah grant myself the, the ability to rectify my own weaknesses and to be there not just for my children, but for the ummah and all of us too in our own unique ways. In this way, we will see goodness in societies, communities, in our nations. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad.